Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Charles Boda. Hey there. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And Steve Porter. Hello. And back on the controls, our own producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Um, all right, so uh, Craig had the idea uh, for a, a kind of a little mini-series of shows for us to do called Pick Six, where each of us, in an episode, pick our six favorite places to eat, um, one at each theme park, one at Disney Springs, and one at a resort. So this week will be my uh, six favorite places to eat. Um, and uh, I'm going to start at the Magic Kingdom. And I actually had to really think about this because there's no place at the Magic Kingdom that I'm like, oh my God, that's really where I have to eat when I'm there. Um, I really feel, generally speaking, like the Magic Kingdom, and I hate to say this, uh, but it's true, is, is, the, is the cradle of mediocrity. Uh, when it comes to theme park dining, yeah. um, there's nothing really exceptional, and there should be. It is the Magic Kingdom, for God's sakes. But being forced to pick, if there was one place to eat that I would really want to eat at, um, it's going to be Liberty Tree Tavern. Um, there was a time I would never have imagined myself saying that, but um, been there few times in the last year and I always have a good experience it's there's something about the uh, atmosphere of it that that colonial feel to it obviously it's in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom there's that I mean it's ultimate comfort food with you know turkey and mashed potatoes and and dressing and cranberry sauce and um, usually fairly good Um, it can you know again it does not rise to the level of oh my god I think it's overpriced for what it is, but if I have to pick one place that I actually look forward to eating, um, and I, I, you know, it, it's a it's a toss up between this and Jungle Skipper Canteen. I just haven't been over to Jungle Skipper Canteen in a while, so I didn't feel comfortable making that my my pick for the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Well, see, I like Liberty Tree. I, I think the one thing. Well, that, now I have to change my mind. The because one if Craig oh, likes it. Oh. If Craig likes it, it's obviously no the, good. The one hindrance to it, I would say, is that uh, it's one of those situations where everyone has their own favorite turkey and mashed potatoes and that comfort food style. You know, like I. You, you grow up with your parents always cooking it for you or your families at Thanksgiving. So then when you have someone else's for the first time, even though you would think it's such a straightforward style of meal, it's never going to compare to the one that you had while you were growing up unless this is where you always went. So I understand why a lot of people don't like it because usually the judgment is, well, it's it's not as you know, it's just it feels microwaved. It doesn't feel as good. But oh, I don't. You, I don't agree you, with that. It, well, it, microwaved, absolutely not. Yeah, if absolutely you separate not. it and say, well, it, this is a theme park. It's mass produced. It's not like they're throwing one turkey in the oven and cooking it like a Thanksgiving meal. Then it actually, I think, on the other end, it comes out really good. I really enjoy it. it it's actually my. It, it would be my pick as well. But um, I like it because. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, and when I go in there, it's the closest thing I feel like to being home in Massachusetts. The type of the style 
of houses, very New England. Because we're all stuck in the 1700s. Well, you know, I've, I've been known to wear a bonnet or two he's while got, dining. He, so. He's got buckles on just everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, 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 it's like for every reason you said, but then then some, because I like the I like that New England mm-hmm. colonial Yeah, theme. but somewhere along the line, he went from buckle my shoe to lick my boot. Yeah. <laughs> so... The um uh once you know, Craig had just mentioned that people are used to their own family's Thanksgiving kind of thing, and it had never popped into my head before. But I just accidentally remembered Liberty uh, Liberty Tree having a green bean casserole that doesn't exist because I always had green bean casserole on Thanksgiving. I just kind of combine all of those foods in there, so they need to add a green bean casserole. Yeah. Uh, I I will say I think. To Craig's point, I think that there's some truth to that. I think the the only other side of that is that there's so many different options. So I love mac and cheese, but I don't actually like the mac and cheese at you Liberty like Tree. Mac and cheese, I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually don't like the mac and cheese at Liberty Tree. But everything else is so good that I'm. It's like there's enough options there that even if there's one or two things that aren't your favorite, you just pick the other stuff. And they're uh, they changed up their pork recently too. So like that's a, a little bit spicier. I think that boho pork thing that they do now so like they have three different meat options so even if it's not your world's favorite turkey you've still got roast beef and pork and everything like that so mm-hmm. yeah well all right so now that we're done um moving on to epcot um this was a little bit harder because there are a number of places at epcot that i really look forward to eating at but um if i'm going to choose my favorite um it's going to be monsieur paul um, the more gourmet restaurant up above the French restaurant in France. Um, this is, I, I mean, consistently outstanding. This is real gourmet, first-rate dining. Um, and arguably, arguably the best theme park restaurant you will find. In theme park restaurant you will find. Um, I think it is far better than Carthay Circle out in California Adventure in Disneyland. Um, I think it is arguably on par with or maybe a a step above my choice for Hollywood Studios, which is the Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, But it's um, I think the theme of the restaurant being that it is gourmet. It is in France. I think it's easier to get a reservation there because. People think, oh, like, you know, I have to dress to be there. And you don't. You can go in your sneakers and your shorts and your T-shirts. And uh, it's a theme park restaurant. And they don't make you feel uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable being dressed down there. Um, Yet the food and the service is absolutely first rate. So um, that is my pick. That is my pick for Epcot as Monsieur Paul. And I do notice that my... Most of my picks tend to be uh, higher end. I, that's those are the restaurants I tend to like. If I'm going to go out of my way to go to a particular restaurant, a particular location, that's what I'm going to look for. Um, and I feel that Monsieur Paul absolutely lives up to a reputation as a signature, as a signature restaurant. Now I don't know if you guys. See, the no. only place in Epcot I've never eaten at. Never. All been. right, we got to do a group dining yeah, review. Never been there. We. I'll set it up. I'll set it up. We'll do a group dining review there. You guys really have to have the experience. It's phenomenal. It's I've fun. always wanted to go. It's just, it's the last place. Okay. There you, there you have it. So like I mentioned, uh, Brown Derby, Hollywood Brown Derby over at Hollywood Studios. Um, and this is, uh, 
my choice mainly um, there are two reasons. Number one, the food is better than average or outstanding, pretty much consistently. Very few times have I had a meal there where I'm like, okay, well, that left something to be desired. Um, but also the backstory. Uh, this, the Hollywood Brown Derby, was a real restaurant in Hollywood in like the golden era, in the, you know, the 40s and the 50s. Um, everybody who was anybody uh, ate there. Um, it was where the, I don't know if the idea originated with this restaurant, but it was certainly popularized by this restaurant of the celebrities having their characters drawn and hung on the wall. Um, but what really, uh, uh, you know, that the original Brown Derby is no longer there, but everything about this Brown Derby is, uh, faithfully recreated to the original, including the items on the menu, the style of service, um, they and they they take their legacy seriously. That it is the last Brown Derby location. So they not only they didn't just copy the idea; they really tried to recreate that restaurant, and they did it in a theme park, uh, which is why I say, arguably, with Monsieur Paul, uh, you know, these two could easily be uh, best theme park dining you will find anywhere at least in the united states um so that's why i chose that for hollywood studios hmm. over at animal does anybody have a comment on that i've never i've never eaten there i don't know I, it sounds great it is i will say it's actually i think my favorite place in walt disney world deep period hmm. um i i love it all i had to do is go there and have the the cob salad and the grapefruit cake and that's that's all you need in those like that's two of the signature items on the menu and it's just so incredible and if you want a taste of what the restaurant's like but maybe it's a little bit hard on your wallet then uh they do have the the bar outside Mm -hmm. the lounge that it's still pretty expensive like the two slider combo that's still like 16 dollars. so definitely not on the cheap side and i don't that might fill up the most average people I'm not an average person, uh, but it's you get an idea for the type of food that they're serving, and uh, they do their cocktails outside, which are also just excellent. So, yeah, if, if you've been kind of hesitating because of the price, knowing that it's a signature restaurant, at least stop at the lounge outside and maybe grab an item or two. Like, I know they have the Cobb salad out there. It, it is superb. I feel like Hollywood Studios, of any of the, the four theme parks, Brown Derby in Hollywood Studios is probably the biggest runaway. Like that compared to the next best thing, is a a big dip. It, um, it, it's also one of the most synonymous. Like I, I think, it, like kind of Cinderella Castle eating inside Cinderella's royal table. That is to me like that is the most Magic Kingdom you could get. Mm. Besides that, of all like the theme parks, there's nothing in Epcot that screams like this is. I know I'm in Epcot because I'm eating here. I think there's certain times where it's like okay living seas that's only there but hollywood brown derby if the theme if the whole theme of hollywood studios is a hollywood at a glamorous time and being immersed in it nothing really kind of does it justice like brown derby and even at animal kingdom i don't think there's any restaurant that you feel like completely immersed in that park by eating there but brown derby does that for me so it's a special place wait you don't feel that way about tiffin's in Animal Kingdom? Not really. I, I, Tiffin's is okay, but I'm not one of the people who's out there raving about Tiffin's. 
So it's, okay. I've only had one good meal out of the about five times I've eaten there or Nomad Lounge. So, well, now that we're talking about Animal Kingdom, uh, Tiffins didn't make my my pick. I like Tiffins, but um, I was so impressed with Satuli Canteen mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and Pandora, quick service, um, but just completely innovative menu um really well done enjoyable and quick service i stand by i think this is arguably the best quick service location at disney world does anybody disagree with that no 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 i don't think so good (laughs) (laughs) um but what's your favorite item on that list oh it's those Cheeseburger the pods, yeah. pods yeah. that taste exactly See, like a McDonald's cheeseburger. I would now I, but, yeah. uh, which I know like oh well if you love McDonald's cheeseburgers go have go have one. I thought that was just I don't know there was something about it because it's almost like a bow bun. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Um, yeah. And but done with you know <clears throat> it's like a cheeseburger and a bow bun and it was and I love bow buns and I love McDonald's cheeseburgers and it was kind of like. Match a bow bun and a cheese, McDonald's cheeseburger had a baby, and that was it. And I like to eat their babies. Um, so, there, there, you have that. You have that to go with now. Uh, I, that, Someone's going to pull that audio yeah. clip and yeah. put it by itself. <laughs> I, like to, I, I like to eat their babies. Um, Monster. <laughs> especially just after watching that uh, lobster diner sketch from Saturday Night Live. Um, so, all right. So, Satuli Canteen is my choice for Animal Kingdom. Over at Disney Springs, this um, I had to really think about. But um, when I kind of clear my head and just go with my gut, it's uh, Homecoming. And I will call it Homecoming, not Homecoming, um, because I don't live in the woods. Um, but I thought, the uh, you know, we had the first review we did there. Mm-hmm was not good um i've been back there three or four times since then we did, went and did a re-review and it was very good and then i've been back two or three times since then and consistently very good very good very good service food um you know it's nobody's idea of diet food uh no one is going to lose weight eating this menu especially not art smith um but it was really good really really good so if i have to say like if I have to choose one place at Disney Springs, I think an honorable mention has to go to Morimoto Asia. Um, I was really impressed with the meal we had there recently. But um, Homecoming, I think, is I think that's the best of the new of the new breed of restaurants at Disney Springs. I'm really impressed that almost every single time, I think all but one time I went with Rhino and Kylie, every single time I'm in there, Art Smith is always actually in there. <clears throat> going to tables, checking on everything, making sure the the food's always good. And that says a lot because he could have easily just started this restaurant with his name and then said, you know what, I'm stepping out. I'm going to do other stuff in the way. But he actually, he does take so much pride in this restaurant and working with Disney on it that uh, it it really shows through so well. That first time that we ate there really wasn't, wasn't that good. It was still pretty new. 
uh, pretty early on in its in its age, and I think it's only gotten better in the fact that they are updating uh, specialty items on their menu uh, pretty regularly based on the season. That's that's also a nice change. They're not letting things get stale, but they're also not messing with the classics. So you're always going to have the fried chicken and donuts on there, and and the shrimp and grits and all the important stuff. There's um. There's something that I like just um, from growing up in Florida and being a local, and I think uh, <coughs> mentioned it in one review. But you know, we were eating there, and uh, because I'm a bit of a weirdo, I decided to ask our server like about the flooring that they use there, and she went on to describe not only is that wood from Florida, um, locally sourced wood, but every single thing down to the artwork on the walls is from UCF students. The chandeliers are every single mm-hmm. thing is local. And Art Smith is, you know, like uh, North Florida, uh, born, I believe, or raised. And that was the entire point of it, was having something where the food is locally sourced, which is awesome. Sometimes when somebody says, oh, the food is farm to table or locally sourced, it is just a way to increase the price. And it's dubious or sketchy. Very few times is that advertised that I find, and the food actually has something to show for it. And Homecoming does. But everything in there is local, so... The food is local, um, uh, all the liquors are local, all of the, the wood and paneling are all local. Yeah, Everything exactly. is Florida. And I just, it's not, it's not just that that's a, a cool idea, but it's to the extent that they take it. That is the really impressive thing. And you don't find a lot of Florida pride in Orlando. Um, it took me years to even gain any. And the fact that that place is so, that, you know, it's showing people who travel here, like, okay, you know what, you're in Orlando and you're in the parks, but... All of these things in this restaurant are things that this state has to offer. Um, I really like that, and I enjoy it every time I go in. It's like a personal thing that I dig. I, I'll just uh, also say I really like the name. I know that Homecoming is kind of weird, but the Homecoming name comes from the fact that he did the Disney College program, which is close to my heart because I did the college program, uh, and now he's coming home to Walt Disney World, and I just think that's awesome. And last time I was there, uh, he actually talked to me about his experience at the college program because I just said like, oh, I, I did. I, I know you did the college program. And so he told me about that. And so I, I just think that's cool. It is. It's a great, you know, it's a great story. Um, I, I also like the fact that it's all, you know, Florida sourced. Everything is Florida sourced. Um, but at the end of the day, what makes a great restaurant, those are all great things. Mm-hmm. But if the food isn't good, what difference does it make? And the food is good. Food is really good. And I think it's evidenced by the fact that it's really hard to get a reservation there. Uh, this is a really popular place. And um, I think this is definitely uh, one of the stars of the new breed of Disney restaurant mm-hmm. that we've seen at Disney Springs. Which brings me to my final pick in my, uh, my pick six here um, for resort restaurants. This is come as no surprise to anybody right now. Because this is by far now my favorite place to eat at Disney property. I can't get enough of it. California Grill at the Contemporary. Um, uh, uh, the, the new chef, Chef Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. Chef Patrick? Um, just raised the bar on this restaurant. I mean, it was always good. But I, I'm, I'm tell, I've eaten there three times in the last month. Three times in the last month. I can't say that about any other Disney. I go out of my way now because I have to, <laughs> I have to have the Gouda mac and cheese. I have to have that three cheese flatbread pizza he makes for me. 
and that tamarind barbecue sauce on the filet. The last time I was there, I didn't get that. I got the, the ribeye, which was very good, but it was not as good as that, that filet. I think the filet with the tamarind barbecue sauce is the best steak on Disney property. Well, they, um, uh, last time I was there, <coughs> I mentioned it uh, to you, they have the best bison that I've ever had. And I've described this to like 15 people since I had that meal because I mean, it was extraordinary. And I like I like rare foods, and this thing was practically seared. It was a, like imagine like a bison fillet kind of thing. It was like tender but very flavorful, but not like punch you in the face flavorful. But yeah, I mean, was it gamey though? Uh, no, I mean the thing is, I I like gamey meat. Um, I like I like bison, but this I could have served this to just about any single person I know, and they would have loved it. It's. I know a lot of people aren't huge bison fans or anything like that. I think this dish would convert a lot of people, but you're not going to get that quality most places. But I, I was just very, very surprised by it that I've been talking like nonstop about it since I had it. So just kudos to them. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record because we say this a lot when we talk about California Grill, but that location is spectacular, and Disney could have easily just put any old chef up there and any old servers or whatever and people would still go up there just for the views but they don't and i think that's awesome and we've touched on that a thousand times but i think it's important to just say it again whether disney considers that their flagship restaurant or not it is it is their flagship restaurant and that it is treated with the respect that steve just mentioned that it doesn't rest on its view most spectacular view in the world. Um, just especially for fireworks. It's incredible. But I'm going to tell you, they don't rest on that. The food is, and they're constantly challenging themselves. They're constantly changing things up just in the last month. Just mention, I've been there three times in the last month. Each time there's been something, cha- something has changed on the menu. Um, so the menu stays dynamic based on what's fresh, what's available things like that. It's it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So those are my, that's my pick six. Is that what we're calling this, pick six? I'm not sure if we have the copyright to do it, but we can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my six favorites. Uh, Liberty Tree Tavern at the Magic Kingdom, Monsieur Paul at Epcot, Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios, Satouli Canteen at Animal Kingdom, Homecoming at Disney Springs, and California Grill at the Contemporary. So that will do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week. Have a good one.